This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait! You've never seen a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious <laughs> feeling. So. I'm angry again. <laughs> um, so up front, first of all, we want to talk about some trigger warnings. About the 25-minute mark, they go onto a soundstage where a bunch of people are performing, and there's that one sort of... Um, rainforesty type set and they have some people in like brown face which was yes. a little disturbing and then also there's a song in the movie called beautiful girl and the lyrics are kind of creepy actually was, they're very creepy i was not i'm sorry to say i was not listening to, the, not listening to the, the offending lyrics. the offending lyrics yes there may be blondes and brunettes that are hard to resist you surpass them like a queen you got those lips that were meant to be kissed, and you're over sweet sixteen. Oh, yeah, well, no, over. No, you're you're older than sixteen. That's true. That's sorry. true. I'm sorry, but it was still creepy. I'm sorry. <clears throat> that was so. Tell me how much you expected to love this movie. What were three things you expected? I expected too many songs. Okay. I expected in climate weather. <laughs> I said romantic comedy question mark. Now as far as me, I did not expect to like this movie. I gave it two lonely stars. That's fair. I know you don't like musicals. Except for the ones you do. Well we'll get to that in a moment. This in a moment. is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. That's a real song. One of my top five movies of all time <laughs> is a musical. I am a complicated, delicate flower. So what is your one-sentence TV guide summary? Besides seeing the Singing in a Rain sequence and many different parodies and homages, I had no idea what to expect as far as the plot. <laughs> the only good thing, I can tell you right now that I hated it. I just, spoilers. I absolutely, with a red hot <laughs> anger, hated this movie. But what was what was interesting is, oh, like how is this going to play out? Like, I have no idea what ex- to expect from the plot. Mm-hmm. And then as it unfolded, I'm like, oh, well, this seems interesting. And then they ruined that. We'll get to that in a moment. So here's my my one sentence, obviously mm-hmm. based on nothing. Mm-hmm. Here's my my TV guide summary. Not rain, nor sleet, nor snow will stop this singing, dancing postman. <laughs> That's good. I, th- I thought, oh, he's singing, and maybe he's maybe he's gonna deliver mail. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, so, do you want to hear what IMDb had to say? Of course, I do. So, um, singing in the rain, rated G. It's an hour and 43 minutes. Oh, it's not four hours long. It felt like 
Go ahead. It's a comedy musical romance from 1952. And it says... A silent film production company and cast make a difficult transition to sound. The talkies. I heard about them. <laughs> I saw the jazz singer. So, how did things uh, meet your expectations? Now, I just want to explain something. First of all, one star. Okay. I dropped a full star. I totally disagree, but that's your opinion, okay. And I feel, I, and I'm using like Amazon rules where you can't give something. Isn't Amazon rules, you just, you have to give it. Yeah. You can't give it zero stars because that's like a no, you haven't rated it at all. This is coming out after our Seven Brides for Seven Brothers episode with Andrea. She okay. wanted to give that movie negative five stars. And I told her she could only go to one star. So yes, I understand the urge. I'm sure Andrea sympathizes with you. Yes. But the one caveat, perhaps, mm -hmm. that's different from Andrea's hate, I think our hates are a little bit different, possibly, because the opposite of love isn't hate. Mm -hmm. The opposite of love is apathy. Mm -hmm. So while I hated this movie, there were things in it that I really tried to love. In fact, I like the time period. It was it's set in like the nineteen twenties. Nineteen twenty seven. I love like, the jazz singer had just come out right mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. in the movie, right, obviously. Right. I love that time period, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Like I like I caught on. Like I get it. They're like doing a cheeky like a thing in the '50s. We're so technologically advanced now with color films. Right. We're gonna like that's interesting. It was a period movie. Mm hmm. That still looks old. Right. <laughs> But it's not the 1950s, obviously, we're seeing. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I really did try. I really did try to like this. But for a myriad of reasons, I did not. Um, well, would you like to talk about your general opinions about the movie? And then I can give you some fun facts. Or do you want to know the fun facts first? And then you talk about your stuff. Well, let's talk about my stuff. Okay. And then... Uh, so, oh, I meant to look her up. Uh, she was known as the It Girl. The It Girl in silent movies? Um, Claire Bow. Right. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Pulled that right out of the air. With no Google. Like back <laughs> in 1927. You just had to know stuff. She had a horrible, I think it was uh, Brooklyn accent. Just like, I don't know if this character is based on Claire Bow. Oh, uh, Lena Lamont. Right. Oh, she, I don't know if she was or not. But she had that kind of... That kind of nasally Brooklyn accent. I can't accent. stand him. Can't stand him. Yeah, that's yeah. very, uh, very Brooklyn-y. Mm -hmm. um, so, oh, another interesting thing about um, silent um, when they went from silent films to uh, to the talking pictures, they tried to do really weird things to make it work like mm -hmm. there was one guy who couldn't get a hold of it's obviously really expensive you, you have to put all this money into new technology mm -hmm. to get all the sound equipment and figure out how that works to all the and different theaters too like it's right. not even just a one-shot deal it's kind of a risk in the 20 in the late 20s to, to mm -hmm. even put out a muse a, a picture with sound um there was one there was one uh director i can't remember his name 
but he couldn't get a hold of, he couldn't rent the equipment because it was starting to really pick up that business, the business of sound. So he was going, he was going to record all of the sound for his movie using the phone. Wow. <laughs> so there was sound equipment that, that could record in New Jersey and he was in New York and they were going <laughs> to, rather than move all the equipment back and forth. They didn't end up doing that though because that's a horrible, a horrible idea. So things seem to, f things for me sort of fell apart as as my interest waned. The I think the story kind of fell apart, frankly. Mm -hmm. Like the um, Lockwood. Don name? Lockwood. Don Lockwood, the the big movie, the big Gene movie Kelly, star. Yeah, Gene Kelly's character. His new talking picture is a disaster, and right. their last minute they're going to turn it into a musical. Yeah, how do you do a musical in six weeks? Well, there's that, and like when they decide that they're going to do this, that's when they do that good morning song. Mm -hmm. Good morning, good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. And they're all big smiles. His career might be over. Why is he so happy? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Because he's figured out how to save the movie and therefore his reputation. There's no guarantee that that's going to work. Well, There's the no guarantee that they're going to overcome the technical challenges. That What's her name? The Claire Bow-like? Lena... Lamont. Lena Lamont. We don't know if she's going to be able to even lip sync in a convincing way. We don't know. They don't know any of that. And retrofitting a movie almost never works. But see, here's here's where I come in is that even though, yes, you're correct, that was a big risk to take, they knew that their chances were over if Lena had to talk or sing because her voice was that bad. That was a surefire torpedoing the careers to let her be in a talking picture. To do this high-risk thing, yeah, it could blow up in their faces, but going the safe route's going to blow up in their faces too. Whoops, I hit the table. <laughs> right. Besides the fact that that song is very er, uh, uh, worm, sorry, it's very wor earwormy. Ear, ear, earwormy, that's hard for me to say. <laughs> And now at work, when everyone when anyone says good morning to me, I start that GD song is in my head. <laughs> I'm just gonna start saying hi well, in the morning. Would you like to uh, Would you like mm -hmm. to hear a few little fun facts? Especially oh, I'm not them? done yet. Okay. <laughs> I just have one more. Okay. I have one more. Okay, the titular. You're going to yes. have to edit that out. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> the titular song and dance number. Singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. I'm doing the hand motions, too. It's absolutely... It's not only just ridiculous on its own, as a scene, as a thing. It's absolutely unnecessary. Like, there's... I expected... Okay, when they were like, okay, we're going to turn this into a musical, I'm like, oh, they're going to somehow crowbar singing in the rain into the musical version of this movie mm -hmm. that they're going to retrofit and all of that when they decide in the middle of the night how to save the film to make it a musical. Right. I thought that they were going to... I thought that that was the whole... <laughs> I mean, That's it, so what, irritating. What you're thinking makes sense. I'm, I'm not here to 
I still love the movie. This is only like the third or fourth time I've seen it. But I like musicals and I like it. No, there's no... Oh, oh sorry. One, one more thought. Okay. I kept waiting as the movie was going on. I'd like to say at this point, too, that I fell asleep once and almost fell asleep the yes, second time. Yes, that is it. true. We had to watch this in pieces. Now, I... I have a hard time uh, staying asleep, so maybe I should I should flip this on real quick. Uh huh. <sighs> well, film struck abandoned us, so you can't. Thank goodness. No, I miss. <laughs> no, I miss. I missed and love film struck. They had Godzilla movies on there. I, I didn't get to finish um, Mecha Godzilla versus mm. Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Anyway, so as this movie was trudging on, and I was bravely trying to stay awake. I was waiting for uh, Cosmo. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. Cosmo is going to get his big break, and he's going to get into the pictures. Uh-huh. I kept waiting for that to happen. Like, uh, Carrie Fisher's mom. Debbie Reynolds. Don Lockwood. Right. And Cosmo. Like, I mean, the the movie begins with the three of them, like, Literally singing and dancing in the rain. Uh-huh. I thought somehow they were going to work these three, the three of them. Yeah, like into the pictures. Cosmo is pretty much out of a job once the once the talkies start because he's the the music mood person that right. like sets the scene for the silent pictures. Yeah. So yeah, and he's so and he's so great. He just happens to be charismatic and great at dance, mm-hmm. not just you know the song guy the you know the composer or whatever right okay okay i'm done being angry you want some fun facts for now okay go ahead i I would love some fun facts okay so debbie reynolds um played kathy selden she had no dance experience before she made this movie you're kidding me gene kelly taught her everything wow for this movie so wait so um the unsinkable Molly Brown happened after, or was or did, did she, she not dance? Do? She sang a lot in there the unsinkable of, Molly she, Brown, but she did a lot of. If you imagine your elbows at ninety degree angles and your yeah. hands and fists, and you and you roll them back and forth like a like a ska dance sort of. Yeah, if you know, or what I'm if you're doing about. like a drinking song. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, she was nineteen when she made the movie. Um, she had been a gymnast, so she didn't. She was a little familiar with like things she would need to do. Uh, I believe it's pronounced gymnast. Go ahead. Anyways, she later said, "The two hardest things I ever did in my life are childbirth and singing in the rain." Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sure Carrie Fisher was glad about that. So, Gene Kelly and his she um, was Princess Leia. I know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, also, General Leia Organa. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. hmm. General slash princess. Anyway, so the yes. completely useless singing in the rain number that you hated. Um, <laughs> it wasn't all shot in one take. That's a legend. But mm. Gene Kelly was sick with a fever of anywhere from 101 to 103 degrees. That did not while show he up was, on his face while he all. was doing the dance. Right? Mm-mm. Like I kept. I mean, we. You even commented at one point, like, "How do you keep shuffling your feet?" And the 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 water is pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. Because you want because you want to like kick your feet and have water splashing around and whatnot. Right. 
That's wild. Now, when we were watching the Good Morning number, which obviously, Good morning. obviously, you didn't like. Um, but did I? I. <laughs> or did I? Do I secretly love it? Go ahead. I made us rewind <laughs> it so you could watch the very end of that part. Do yes. you remember? Yes. They, so they the three summer, of them. They somersaulted over one of the couches. Then There's they, two couches that uh-huh. are facing each other in this big room. Right. They somersaulted over the first one, and then they stepped and stepped on the back of the next one so that it fell backwards, and then they stepped off of it. Right, like a ta-da, like that was the end of the, that was right. the, end of the number. Yeah. That took 40 takes. 40 takes? Yes. See, as much as I disliked <laughs> this movie, I still, I still appreciate... Honestly, I appreciate the skill that goes into it. Yeah. And the um, not just doing going through the steps, but I mean that looked effortless. Yeah. When you said, "Oh, I have I have a, I have something that I'm going to say about this," when they did the couch tip, I'm like, "Oh, does it involve like your sisters and you ruined a couch that your mother loved or something?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was expecting to hear something like that. We would have been in so much trouble. Oh my god. <laughs> So, um, it took 40 takes, and um, they did that whole number in basically like a 14-hour shooting scene, after which Debbie Reynolds said her feet were bleeding. That's how intense it was. So, see, like, I think some of my respect for the movie comes from, like, I can't do that, and anybody who can is flippin' amazing. Yeah. Let's see... And were, oh, they, were, um, they, were they method and actually stay up, stayed up all night before? Maybe. <laughs> so, um, Cosmo. Yes. He, um, well, this article from mentalfloss.com says, Donald O'Connor, the actor, really should have died filming Make Em Laugh. Make Em Laugh. Make um, Em Laugh. They had, he ran up the walls and flipped over. Oh, right. Know? Right. So they had the the walls slightly tilted, so that would be a little bit easier. Yeah. But um, that wasn't a camera trick. They didn't move the whole camera and the set. No, he he really did do wow. the flips. That's amazing. Um, this says the physical exertion required for the scene would have been demanding for anyone, and O'Connor, by his own admission, was smoking four packs of cigarettes a day. Holy cow. And after the entire sequence had been shot, he had to do it all over again because a technical error made the footage unusable. Now, between those two takes, he was in the hospital. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Wow. Yeah. So, just like, and the stress on his legs from having to do those flips onto concrete in hard-soled shoes... Like, that's why I'm saying, like... Why did that have to be real concrete? I guess it's 1950-whatever, and they don't know that we can make a fake soft surface. I think that's all of... That looks like. That looks like all of the the fun facts I had from this particular article. Um, But the fact that Debbie Reynolds had no dance... I would never have guessed she didn't have any dancing experience watching this movie. Yeah, I mean, the... Like, the rookie mistakes you don't see, like, a lot of looking at your feet. Mm-hmm. Especially at the beginning, like, okay, am I leading with the right foot because I'm told I'm supposed to lead with my left or whatever. <laughs> she sprinted up those stairs two or three at a time in heels at the same pace as Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor. That's like, that's impressive. So something that actually surprised me 
was that this does pass the Bechdel test. I was thinking, was it during one of my naps? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so, um, in order to prepare for the talk, I just like calling him the talkies. Anyway, <laughs> we should still call them talkies because they're not just movies anymore. Right. They're not just moving. They're also talk. We should call them talkies. We should now. bring it back. Okay. Um. So, um, when they're um, prepping Lena to be in the talkies, she goes to addiction coach. Yes. Miss Phoebe Dinsmore. It says it right there on her door. Nice. And we see, we see Lena doing, and I can't stand him. And she goes, round tones, Miss Lamont, round tones. I can't stand him. And she goes, I can't stand him. <laughs> So well, it's a him. I can't stand. I think not it's just it's just. We don't know who she's talking about, and it's just practicing lines to prepare for, to prepare for being in a talking picture. I, I'm sorry. I find I find the idea of the Bechdel test very fascinating. I like, think since it's undefined, it's fine, and it's a rehearsal. It's not really. They're not really having a conversation about anyone round tones is what she's trying to convey right they're talking Catherine Hepburn it's sort of meta they're talking about talking correct so talking is the subject yes not him right not the the him of the line that's interesting something else I noticed which really doesn't have anything to do with the Bechdel test but We're in, you know, 1927 Hollywood, right? Yes. And there's a scene where, like, Lena's on set somewhere. This is when they're sort of flashing back to Don and Lena making this movie when he's talking about, oh, we're so happy together and whatever. She's wearing pants on set in 1927. I just thought that was really cool. Not even, like, yeah, not even flappers would uh, be running around in in pants, right? Well, that's sort of like... I wonder if that's like a social norm of the day. Like, um, for example, in the TV show *Mash*, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be in the 1950s, um, in country, and the dudes in the military had like long, shaggy hair because it was really filmed in the 70s. Right. <laughs> like they're they're like, there's no way we're shaving our heads in the crew cuts. <laughs> Could be. So Could it's be. it's almost like one of those. Um, for disability portrayal, this is also something that, that Andrea and I talked about, too, is in a movie as physically to, physically demanding as some musicals are, like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and Singing in the Rain, I mean, there's just, you're not going to see a whole lot of disability representation because of the actual physical demands of doing the movie. Right, I mean, the subject matter that they choose in a musical, you know, could could lend itself to the uh, portrayal of of disability. Correct. So, yeah. And, I mean, it is representative of 1927 Hollywood, really the only, um, the only disabled people you're going to see in uh, motion pictures is probably going to be, like, Freaks or something like that. You know that movie? Yeah. That's not me calling disabled people freaks. That's an actual movie that I have seen. That you have seen also, yes. Right, yeah. There's a, a quadruple amputee 
Yeah. In it, who has a knife in his teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I started talking about freaks. I started talking about it because I'm saying. But why am that, I explaining it? Because <laughs> um, it is representative of it would it would be stranger, like. I know you haven't listened to the Seven Brides for Seven Brothers episode yet, but um, so like Andrea explained, you know, it wouldn't be accurate to have really disabled people in Oregon Territory in 1850 because having to literally walk across the country and through the mountains and it's just, it's not something that, you know, would have been accessible to disabled people. And so 1927 Hollywood, while not to that degree it has a similar limitation i think right and and in the movie i guess the the other thing i'm thinking of is like that like um like the bad guy like the evil guy you know might be in a wheelchair or something i don't know that's true yeah like um like mr mr what's his name mr potter yeah well that's the 40s but yeah what if Mr. Potter and Harry Potter are related? That's a total tangent. Okay, Harry. Um, so, are there any pop culture references you now understand? Because like you were saying, it's, it's parodied and homaged a lot. Yeah, what I, found interest, what I found sort of interesting is that while I've seen like two, you see two seconds of it whenever they do that, the hundred, you know, must-watch movies of all time list, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, or uh, it's Gene Kelly, right? Yes. Whenever they talk about Gene Kelly, and like I love documentaries and I love the history of film, so they'll 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 show it, but it'll I'll only see. So I've only only really saw like a couple of seconds of that of that scene of the singing the in the singing rain, in the rain number. So this was actually the first time that I actually saw the whole thing, mm-hmm. and. Now there's a scene we won't, um, I believe you know about it, even though we haven't seen this movie yet, but now the the scene in Clockwork Orange where they use this song, mm-hmm. it actually makes more sense to me now. Yes, I think I specifically said that I wanted to watch this movie before we watched that movie right. because I didn't want to have the trauma that I know will become associated with that song when that happens. And I think we talked. I talked. I I mentioned this to you before, but when Stanley Kubrick had the idea of using "Singing in the Rain" in Clockwork Orange for that particular scene, it's a it's a rape scene. When he had that idea, he bought the rights. This is really actually. He bought the rights to that song without telling the holder of the I'm not sure who had the rights to it without telling them what he planned to do with it yeah that's not cool no not at all um any other pop culture references um no um how would the movie be different with today's technology you know what let me let me ask you a specific question that I was just thinking do you think a movie could be made today Similar, but not exactly the same for like the transition from regular talk, like regular talkie movies and like 3D or 4D or those kinds of movies. Do you think, do you think that would be like a comparable movie? I don't think so because I don't know. 
it still seems like three. Well, I don't particularly like 3D because of my eyes. I guess I can't. There hasn't been a 3D movie I've seen that my eyes don't go. Hey Shane, look, there's two images, and they want us to put these images together. But they're look. There's this one, and there's this one. This one's out of focus. They're out of focus. Anyway, my brain keeps <laughs> keeps trying to make 3D work for me, and it's not working for the most part. So, and there's not. I don't think there's. I mean, 4D is is a little. Um, 4D is kind of interesting, uh, but it's a little gimmicky. Right. You know, like in at Epcot in Disney World, there was a. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie, uh-huh. where they had all of these rats, and then the rats get loose in the movie, uh-huh. and then you you sort of feel something moving at your ankles, right? Like rubbing against your ankles or whatever, and then some creature sneezes, and you get like a a splash of water in your face. Like there isn't anything. I don't know if there's been yet a real, you know, paradigm shift. Uh huh. In movies, in movie technology, the way we receive movies, there's definitely been. So actually, now that I've said so many words about all of this, maybe there is that paradigm shift in the fact that I can watch like pretty much anything I want, like on my phone, like almost anywhere. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> I can be on a hike, and if I can get some sort of reception, I can watch The Office. In right. the middle of the woods, which is, which is, so yeah, I, I wonder, maybe that. I, I wonder know. if there would ever be a movie about like the decline of the movie theater and like the rise of personal streaming and stuff like that. It would be way different than Singing in the Rain, but it's similar to what you're talking about because, I mean, I've heard at least about like, how do we get people to come to the movies? We're losing money left, right, and sideways. Like, right. Right. But other than that, I can't really think of... I mean, the point of the movie was how do we transition into this new this new media. Mm-hmm. So having more advanced technology kind of takes away from the movie. Yeah, like the... Um, I think it's... When you're, when you're talking about a movie that's like a period movie, it's, it's hard to... It's almost... The, the point is moot, almost. Right, right. Because... Like oh like uh, <laughs> like a movie about um, Louis the Sixteenth. Well, here's how. Like if he had a phone. <laughs> like well, that's well, that's not. Here I am on the scaffold. Instagram. <laughs> like no, Louis, that's not gonna go the way you think it is. <laughs> Do they call it a scaffold when it's the guillotine? I don't know. That's neither here nor there. French listeners, let us know. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> So, do you have anything else to discuss about this, the greatest of movies that you love? See how I'm being sarcastic? I do want to say that I, I, don't, I don't want to hate musicals. So I hope this doesn't make you go, okay, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to... Oh, we're watching Phantom of the Opera at some point. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen. Okay, like I said, I... Well, we do have Grease 2 coming up in our sequels that, month. That, you know that what? will not be happening, though. I am watching uh, three sequels to your one that month, so you will sit through Grease 2, and you will like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's pounding. I'm frowning. <laughs> okay, so 
I think that wraps it up. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and also on Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. Episode transcripts and links to what we talked about are available on our website at WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter under WaitYNS. And you can also email us at WaitYou'veNeverSeen at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for some terrible musical that you, you think we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching Groundhog Day. I'm excited Yay. about that one. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked a whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, it's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. Now the milkman's on his way, it's too late to say goodnight. So good morning, good morning, sunbeams will soon smile through. Good morning, good morning to you and you and you and you. Good morning, good morning. Could be grander than to be in Louisiana in, in the, the morning. morning. In the morning, it's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. Might be just as iffy if we was in Mississippi. When we left the movie show, the future wasn't bright. But came the dawn, the show goes on, and I don't want to say good night. Don't say good morning. Good morning. Rainbows are shining. Good morning. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour. Good morning! Good morning!